So, how do we start a podcast? Good question. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing today? Um, welcome to the Our Story Isn't Over podcast. My name is Aaron Zimmerman. I work for a nonprofit organization called Youth Move PA. I will be joined by my coworkers, Tristan Schnauk. Hi. And Zach Karinchak. What's up? Um, youth Move PA is a youth and young adult advocacy agency, and we decided to create this podcast to talk about mental health, coping skills, other things involving mental health and substance abuse. And this isn't just going to be some professionals telling you what to do or how to do it. And this is just going to be us letting you know from personal and lived experience on how we made it through and what our stories are and other guest speakers that we will have uh, as time permits. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, so what we're going to do, we're just for our pilot episode, we're just going to do some introductions, um, things that we do and kind of tell you a little bit about ourselves and about Youth Move PA. So right now I'm going to pass it over to my coworker, Zach, who's going to inform you guys about a little bit about what uh, Youth Move PA does. So Youth Move PA started off as an advocacy organization for youth and young adults in Pennsylvania. So it really started around advocating on behalf of youth and young adults to the state legislature, the governor, various county offices, anything that youth were involved in when it came to mental health. That's where we wanted to be. Uh, over time, it has obviously morphed into more than just advocacy. We do training. We do... We're starting to do podcasts. Well, we're, well, we're starting to do podcasts, obviously, now. But, I mean, we do more than just advocacy. We do training. We do skill building. Yep. We do events um, out in public. You know, before the whole COVID thing happened, we had some big things planned. Yeah, we definitely had some big plans. Uh, then COVID, you know, happened. Yeah, that kind of derailed but, us. But I've been doing this for years, guys. I mean, I've been doing this since 2015, 2000, uh, 2014, 2015. Let me ask you a question. In 2015, when somebody asked you, what do you think your life's going to be like in five years, is this it? Uh, definitely not. I, I personally thought that I was going to do some work, build some of that kind of reputation that you need. Uh, at the time, I was also, uh, before I started this job, I was actually working for a governor's campaign. Um, so I thought I was definitely going to end up somewhere in state government. And that did not work out uh, for reasons. Right. I so, know. No, I... this was definitely not uh, on my list of things that I thought I would be doing. But I enjoy every moment of it. Like, I've been, do like, I've been doing it since 2014. Like, that's... Six years now? Six years. Six years, yeah. I, right. I don't do math really well. That's all right. I don't either. I know, I know, Tristan, what about you? If somebody asked you five years ago what you would be doing in five years. Listen, guys, <laughs> five years ago, I was driving a forklift and I was a waitress on the side. So this is most definitely not it. <laughs> However, I will say that the last year, which is about how long I've been here now, has been probably the greatest year ever in my work history. <laughs> And that's definitely a good thing. I know for me, I five years ago, I worked in a warehouse picking boxes. I didn't think I'd be here, but I am. So it's definitely been a pleasure, and I'm excited to continue to work with you guys. And now that we're doing this, kind of get us out there a little bit. So 
Um, so, Zach, what does Youth Move PA mean to you? Well, Youth Move PA really means to me it's an outlet for, for like, I, I am, I have lived experience. I suffer from depression, uh, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, um, probably some paranoia at some point. But, I mean, so Youth Move PA has always been kind of an outlet for me to take that energy, you know, and really turn it into something positive because I didn't have a great experience. I don't know about you guys, but when I was going through the mental health services as a, as just as a young adult, uh, I didn't have really great experiences. Um, part of my story is that I was in Clarion Psych Center, which normally is a it's a short-term facility. Normally, three to five days, you're in, you're out. Uh, I was there for 22 days, which is unheard of. That's almost long-term residential treatment facility, kind of length of stay. Um, we called him Dr. Fish because he smelt his fish. <laughs> uh, and he, he became my enemy. Like He was not going to let me go. Uh, I was 16. I did not know I had mental health rights where I could actually sign myself out after 72 hours since I committed myself voluntarily. Um, so, like, I didn't really have great experience. And, you know, the school district wasn't great either. So I wanted to take a lot of that energy, a lot of that negative thoughts, a lot of negative experiences I had working within the systems as just as a youth. Uh, and really turn it into something positive, especially for younger adults that were coming in, coming up uh, behind me in age. Uh, I'm hoping the system changed in some ways. I'm I'm hoping that uh, the work we do here at Youth Move PA has changed that, made you know educators look at the world a little differently. Maybe you should ask a young adult what they think and feel. Uh, you know, just a real quick plug, we plan on developing a mental health advanced directive training that's geared towards young adults because I think that's important for young adults to know. Shameless they, plugs. Shameless they, plugs. That they don't need to just do whatever an adult tells you to do. You have some type of recourse and rights to, if you don't like a therapist, you don't have to keep seeing the therapist over and over again. Like I made that mistake. Agreed. Didn't get anywhere. Um, so that's kind of what Youth Move PA means for me. And what it has done is I, I've taken it, uh, as you know, the question we answered earlier, like I didn't think I would see myself in, you know, five years ago doing this still. But it has really helped me uh, work through some of my traumas. Um, it has really helped me work through my issues I have with the system. Um and I just kind of want to make the world a better place before uh, I become a... Well, I'm actually fully an adult now since I'm 31, according to some psychiatrists <laughs> in the federal Your government. Your brain is... Yeah. My, brain, my brain is now fully an adult, according to some people. Yep. What does it mean to you, to you, Tristan? Like, uh, Youth of PA means a lot to me, actually. Uh, for the longest time, I struggled with the way I felt about myself and with the way I think about myself on a daily basis. Um, I dealt with, and still do deal with anxiety and depression. Um, but I found that 
working here has given me a way to work through those issues and um, better coping skills and better self-care and things like that. And now that I'm at that place, um, instead of stuck in a deep depression or anxiety and panic attacks all the time, I am more able to help others understand that there is a way out and it's not the only way to live. So um, a little bit of background, I, as a child, I lived in a domestically violent household and um, for a long time I did not learn from that and I went into domestically violent relationships. And, um, but now at 25 years old, I have figured out that that's not the only way to exist and you don't always have to live in fear and you don't always have to hate yourself. So thanks youth move. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron. So youth move for me is an opportunity to create change in, in the world. Um, my background is I dealt with grief and loss growing up absentee parents um very lacking in self-confidence and that's where i struggled and i still do but at the end of the day youth move and my co-workers have definitely helped me grow in the year that i've been here um i am also a suicide attempt survivor which gives me a outlet to continue to talk and that gives this gives me an outlet to talk about what I've been through and how hopefully my experience can help somebody else. Prior to coming here, I worked in a drug and alcohol treatment facility, and it got me thinking that you know if some of the people that I met in there had some additional help when they were younger, they might not be in that situation they're in now. So. So I came here to try and create actual change within the system that maybe can provide some people some better help when they're younger and we don't have to have such a struggle with substance abuse and mental health as an adult. So, I mean, that's what that's what youth move means to me. And I think the be- next biggest question I have is just, why do you guys work in the mental health field? Like, what drew, what drew you here in the first place? Zach? I would definitely... So, mental health has always been, obviously, a big thing in my life. Um, I can say early on in life, I, I experienced a lot of death and loss. Um, around six, seven years old, I don't really remember spending a whole lot of time in first grade in the classroom. Um, just because my family is ancient and old. Uh, I'm technically the baby in my family at 31, believe it or not. There's not, not many of my cousins are younger than me. There's maybe a few, but for most of them, they're all way older than me. So I was born very late into this family. Um, and I just remember like all these people that I care and loved about and not being able to understand why they disappeared out of my life at six, seven years old. Uh, so that's kind of where I say, like, my, like, depression kind of starts. So mental health, like I said, has always been kind of part of my life since then. Um, and I choose to work. I chose to pretty much work in the mental health field because I graduated college. 
uh, there's no way around it. I needed a job, and it was the first thing that could really that I really felt passionate about. Um, I did factory work throughout college. It was not my thing. I did not like coming home. Uh, and so I'm from Western Pennsylvania, so we have the shower that's in the basement. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, that's everywhere. I had that one in so my house growing up. I, I I did not know that. I did not know that was everywhere. But I just know in Western Pennsylvania, you know, with the steel mills and the coal mines, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had to shower in a particular you know place because my mother was not going to want to clean the bathroom with all the dirt and grunt grease and yep. Um, so this was kind of like. This is something I wanted to do. I was very passionate about advocacy. I've been a passionate advocate um, for a long time at that point. I, my first advocacy experience was actually a, a uh, I would say it was probably an advisory board to the Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape. Uh, they, had, they brought youth together to kind of uh, react to what they were putting out and asking... <coughs> Okay, Aaron, now that you're back in your chair, Zach, do you want to keep talking? Uh, Sorry, everybody. Technical difficulties with the chair. Um, so, Aaron's okay. Uh, just throwing that out there. So, I think, like, I started, you know, I started with that where I was advocating um, for anti-sexual violence training in schools, anti-bullying training for schools. So, I was already kind of doing that at, like, 15, 16, 17 years old. So it just felt natural to kind of like move into this field. Uh, my mother always would tell me, and you know, I think everybody kind of goes through this stage when you're younger that you think you're invincible. Uh, so when I went off to college, I was like, I'm not taking my antidepressants anymore because mental health isn't going to exist at college. And boy, was I wrong because I coped with alcohol. <laughs> Lots and lots of alcohol. Not a good coping skill. It's not a good coping skill. And uh, I think when I graduated, I think by my senior year, I kind of like recognized that this was going to be my part of my life. It may not define my whole life, uh, but it was going to be a piece of my life. And now it's kind of defining my life in a regard of that. Now I'm always going to be an advocate for mental health. I'm always going to... ruffle some feathers and probably not make certain people happy but you know i i need to be seen as a met like i can't not be not seen as a mental health like somebody as mental health because that's kind of what happens i think um so that's kind of like why i chose to be in the mental health field especially around advocacy i think anybody can i think anybody can be an advocate for mental health regardless of where they're at in life whether they're a case manager or a caseworker or doing what we do as an advocate organization. Yeah, I can agree with that. And that's something I want to piggyback off of something you said, Zach. You said that your mental health doesn't define who you, it, you it's not going to define who you are as a person. And that's something that I, I hope our listeners, our listeners will understand that like your, the decisions you've made, the things you've done, your mental health, anything you've been through, um, that stuff doesn't need to define who you are. You can look at it. You can reflect on it. It can be part of what you've been through, but that stuff does not need to define who you are. You have the opportunity as a person to make yourself into anything you want 
starting and that's day to day if you if you go through so so tristan what led you to working in the mental health field what made you want to be here uh well aaron i think i think a lot of my background kind of okay well my background and my mom's background because my mom is um and always has worked in the mental health field um, so I was always kind of exposed to that in that way. Um, but as for my own background, I have a very traumatic childhood. Um, and understanding that, that you're right, both of you guys are right, that my traumatic childhood doesn't have to define who I am, um, was a huge step in that kind of a direction. So now that I understand that and I'm working on myself and moving towards a better Tristan, um, I want to help everyone else understand that their traumatic childhood or adulthood or their traumatic event of any kind doesn't have to uh, be the guiding part of their life. It really just is something that happens. You know, and if you get to that point, you find a lot more comfort and a lot more peace. So that's my goal is to just help other people understand that. Good. We are definitely glad to have you in the mental health field. Well, what, what's your reason, Aaron? <laughs> We're not going to let you just... Yeah, I figured that was happening. I figured I wasn't going to slide that easy. I don't know. Um, I mean, I like I said, I have struggled with mental health. I've struggled with depression and anger and you know, possible eating disorders and, and all the other fun stuff that goes with it, such as, you know, I'm like I said earlier, I'm a suicide survivor. Um, so I don't know. Mental health has, has, I don't know. I grew up in an era where you didn't talk about mental health. Um, boys, men didn't talk about their feelings. And, uh, so I think that's, that's something I'm still trying to overcome is that, that ability to talk about what I feel, and how I'm feeling, and that I think is what drives me in this field is it is opening up that change to where we can, you know, men can talk about how they feel and not be judged about what they feel. So I think that's that's the biggest driving factor that pushes me in here, as well as trying to create the change for the younger generation. So we don't have a generation coming up who uses substances such as alcohol and drugs to cope to deal with their mental health because they're scared or they're embarrassed about going to get services. Um, I think that's one of the topics that we'll probably be addressing is, I mean, toxic masculinity where, where we're, where men, especially since I'm a man, like I grew up in that part of the culture where, you know, you don't talk about anything when it comes to mental health as a man like you 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 just deal with it internally you don't even think about it and, and you know if somehow you die by suicide well that's sad but you know that was the honorable way for a man to go and i th i think we need to really address that topic we need to really discuss it because i i think toxic masculinity kills men just because the simple fact of I feel scared in this situation or I feel bad or sad about this situation or 
I want to kill myself. Are these are key words that men I don't feel say. I mean, I didn't say it when I was growing up. No. And if you did say it, like my father, you know, God bless him. Um, he thought when I was going through depression, it was a love thing. Because he's he was I mean he would be sixty he was he would have turned sixty seven uh, uh, yesterday but he grew up in an era where like even even men men didn't you know they still like you don't talk about that so yeah if you're depressed it's because you were in love and you got rejected yeah and it, and he has he grew over time to understand that's not true you know my son does have legitimate health concerns and I need to be worried about what my son thinks and feels. Um, I, I don't, like, you know, I know Hank Hill is, you know, the whole Hank Hill and Bobby <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the topics, I mean, I think our podcast will be focusing is... Yeah, definitely. Um, toxic masculinity kills men. It's plain and simple. Um, so that's the biggest thing is coming up with different subjects. So I'm sure we'll talk about uh, toxic masculinity um, healthy relationships, things, how, how you can cope, healthy coping skills, brain teasers, you know, ways to, to ground yourself. So we have a lot of things planned and we hope that our, our listeners will learn something from hearing the three of us just talk for certain amounts of time. Um, with a guest thrown in every once in a while. <laughs> there will be, there will be guest speakers at some point. We'll, we'll have guest speakers. <laughs> Besides, you know, toxic masculinity, what are some topics that you guys would like to hear? Because I think that's the big one. I think that's a big one that we need to address, especially in 2020 and going forward, because uh, mental health matter. It does. It does. Like, mental health is something that needs to be talked about. And it's definitely being talked about more, especially with the COVID crisis going on. But it you can't expect it to remain to, to be talked about. It just won't. It it won't hold up. It takes people actually talking about it and being honest that hey, you know, we need to talk about mental health and we need to talk about what's going on um, to continue, you know, talking about mental health. So, so what are some top? Like I said, so what are some topics? Um, I know personally, I definitely want to talk about some. I definitely want to talk about toxic masculinity. I want to talk about substance abuse i want to talk about just mental health in general i want to i'm going to talk about everything all right i like to talk if you guys can't tell by now sexual abuse <laughs> physical abuse emotional abuse yes the types of abuse people can suffer trauma trauma definitely trauma um i also want to talk about just letting our listeners know that you know it's okay to not be okay like it's okay to need a break to take a day to where you know, you it's okay even if it's more than a day. Yeah. Like if you're if you're going through a hard time, that's okay, and it's not your fault, and it's not something that you should um, step on or hide or cover up. These yeah. are things that you need. It would be actually helpful to get out and tell someone, or write it down, or do something yeah. to help you move through that situation that you're in. I agree. And, you know, so these are all things that we definitely want to talk about at some point over the the amount of our podcasts. That's, I don't know how many we're doing or if this is going to be a, a, a thing that keeps on going. I think I think a big theme for our podcast, for our listeners, is 
we want to take melt mental illness and make it mental wellness. So we want to, in my opinion, I think we really want to change illness from I, I suffer, I suffer alone, into it takes a community, it's your family, it's your friends, it's just not yourself. So it's, you know, we versus I, wellness versus illness when it comes to mental health. So I think that's like a big theme. And I think that's a lot of our topics will address, you know, those kinds of things uh, on top of what all you guys have suggested. And I would say if our listeners have ideas, don't be afraid to like... Send us a message. Yeah, send us a message. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter here soon. Yes. Um, We have a website. Get the tweets. uh, we We do have a website. Um, um, you can email any of us if you search for Youth Move PA. Yeah. So all of our contact information um, and our so like our Facebook and our Instagram for Youth Move PA are in should be linked to the episode. If not, I will try to put them in the show notes and get that figured out. Um, and then basically, if you ever want to get in touch with one of us, it's simply like like my work email is aaron a-a-r-o-n at youthmovepa.org um and it's kind of the same for all of us it's our first name at youthmovepa.org mine will be tricky because i had to be different so it's z-a-c-k at youthmovepa.org i know a lot of people spell with an h but i my nickname is spelled with a k yeah he has to (laughs) zach has to stand out so it's okay but it's okay um but other than that, is there anything else you guys would like to talk about today on our our first ever pilot episode for the Our Story Isn't Over podcast? As Tristan stares at me with a blank look on her face, like, why are you still talking? I just don't really know what else to say. Um... <laughs> it's okay. Um, I didn't write anything else down. No, it's, it's fine. <laughs> um... I think the biggest thing, though, is just to to understand that, you know, your story doesn't end. Um, it doesn't have to end. And you can continue writing it. And sometimes you need to, to, to scrap what you have written so far and rewrite the story about yourself and learn that, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And those are some struggles that even I personally struggle with in rewriting my personal narrative about myself. Um, but other than that, it's just remembering that, you know, it's okay to not be okay and things will get, things can get better. I'm not going to lie to you and say they will get better. Things can get better. Um, Well, just like everything else, we're not here. We're not here to be your therapist and we're not here to, um, tell you how you should live your life, but things can get better if you make those choices. I agree. I agree. Um, by no means is this a professional podcast. We're kind of just here talking about what no, we This can. will be very raw, as you <laughs> yes. probably have learned by this point. That... <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we we are not going to hide who we are. Um, and we hope that can keep our listeners uh, listening. Because we will have some fun. We will make some jokes. But at the end of the day, we are here to support each other because that's what we need. Like Zach said, it's a we thing. It's not an I thing when it comes to mental wellness. Yes. And we're here to support you. We're not here to be your therapist or 
are your parent or anything like that. We're just here to support you in your journey to healing from your yeah. struggles. Yeah. So um, with that, I think because we're almost at a half an hour, we wanted to keep our pilot episode short. Um, this is the first time any of us are doing this, so this is all interesting. Um, Please give us a break. <laughs> um, so I think we will call it a day. Remember um, to keep your heads up. When yeah. do we do, like, are we going to have an episode that comes out every month, every week? feel like that's important to put on the pilot episode. <laughs> it probably is important to put on the pilot episode. Um, I I don't know. I mean, depending on how long it takes me to edit this, like, it might only... We might be able to do it once a week. Why don't we say... Oh, you should probably tell them when this one comes out and where <laughs> to find it. And then... Um, Look on our social media. Yeah, follow website. follow our social media and check the website. Um, there will be an update on when our podcast will be releasing. Um, you can also subscribe to a text message service. Um, there is no fee um, unless your phone your phone company charges you. So if you would like to, you can text hashtag YMPA to. 31996 and it'll automatically sub you to our text messages and those are just some mental wellness tips uh, some positive uplifting quotes um, as well as information on when our podcasts go live and uh, things revolving around the podcast um, and, and actually the rest of youth move yeah basically all basically of, all of youth move events yeah all the, the the whole three of us that that work for youth move PA <laughs> Um, but the other thing is our podcast will be on CastBox, CastBox, in case Tristan blanked that one out. Um, they will be on Spotify and then I am currently working with iTunes and Google Play to get them on there as well. So you guys will have, so everybody will have access to our podcast and that's what we're hoping for is to begin to reach widespread amounts of people that want to listen to us just randomly talk for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, whatever we decide to do for that day. Yeah, I think we're rambling. <laughs> uh, I think if you're interested in becoming a member, it costs nothing. Uh, we will accept donations because we are an advocacy organization. Yes. Uh, but please feel free to sign up to be a Youth Move member to get a newsletter that we're putting together that will be quarterly to get uh, information on trainings that we may be, may be doing throughout the state. Uh, because of COVID, we will be doing a lot of Zoom trainings um, just because we want everyone to be safe. Yeah. Um, um, so our, our website, I will do our best to get it put into the show notes. But if you are listening, it is youthmovepa.wildapricot.org. Again, it's youthmovepa.wildapricot.org. Um, I don't really have anything else, guys. If you do become a member, there are some benefits to that, even just being a free member. Um, you can be a part of what our t-shirts look like, be a part of our qu quarterly yeah, meetings. Yeah, so, yeah, some, so we got a, there's a whole list on the website of the benefits, the the nice thing is though is if you would like to become a member and you want one of the higher tiers because there are three tiers um 
you can do community service instead of sending us money. So that's an option Either if you're way, into whatever, it. Whatever works for you. Or you guys can just be free members and decide how you like it and then upgrade at any time. So, but that I think is everything. I don't think I have anything else. Stay hydrated, friends. Stay hydrated. It's hot. Um, and remember, you know, it's okay to not be okay. And our story isn't over. <laughs>